Welcome to episode one fucking hundred of Story Mode Every Game Podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse Munro, and I am joined for the hundredth time by my two esteemed co-hosts, Keelan Simpson and Simon Evans. Come on down the red carpet, lads. How you doing? Hey. I can't believe hey. it. Hundred episodes. Yeah. Hundred episodes. We've done it. Oh my god, and they haven't shut us We're down. Pack up. Yeah, they why can, why haven't we been stopped? Why hasn't Why haven't any musicians, you know, left Spotify because we're on there? Mm. <laughs> Do it. Do it, you cowards. Oh, I'll say Christ. controversial shit. I'll get into it. Please Guys. Hundred episodes. Very, very proud of us. We we picked a very interesting time to start a podcast, I think. I mean, we started at the start of lockdown which is really sad that we're up to episode 100 and still in lockdown yeah <laughs> uh, be you dark, dark time um but we've covered some of the biggest news in gaming ever mainly microsoft buying shit yeah it's been a good time a lot of good games are coming out and this year is going to be a bountiful harvest of of games so mm. look forward to the next hundred Gonna be but before we get all great one, before it becomes a bit of a tear jerk, a little a little tear of pride from my eyes. <laughs> Helen, you have a story. Oh yeah, I wanted story to tell you guys you about something amazing that I did today, which I wasn't really expecting. So here in Melbourne, we have this place called Acme. Um, I forget what it stands for, but I know the last two letters are moving images. And Academy of. Anyway, go on. ACMI, if you if you're looking to uh, to attend, they have a um, an exhibit right now, which is like the his- history of moving pictures. Essentially, um, it's actually pretty thorough, pretty great. You get to see lots of like really interesting um, projectors and stuff from like the early days, um, how they used to do photography, then moving images, and then capturing audio and stuff like that as well. There is a amazing um it's like a, a sculpture from cuphead they got the cuphead thing yeah this, this cuphead thing is in this uh dark room and you go in there and it just starts spinning round and round and then the light starts flickering on and off rapidly and it looks like it's animating in front of your eyes it's the most incredible that thing i forget what the name is, is called so cool it's freaking can awesome. i one up that slightly though go, in go japan ahead. They have the uh, uh, Miyazaki Museum, and they have like a, spin, a big spinning thing, and you get to watch scenes being reenacted with the flashing lights oh, and the turntable and stuff like that. It's like a, a little girl running with her dog or something like that. Beautiful. That is so freaking cool. I I had it's no it's idea. Name. I can't, it's, called. It, it's with Magic. a V, but I forget um, what the the actual name is. Um, sorry, well, I should have paid attention. Anyway, yeah. that's actually not what I wanted to tell you guys about. I strongly recommend oh. you do go down there because they also have a section dedicated to video games at the moment. And um, in the coming months, they're going to have something dedicated to retro video games. So I walked into here unassuming. I didn't know there was anything about, you know, video games or anything. Uh, and when you walk into the end section, they have a panel, a display about Hollow Knight. And yeah, like a really specific type of game, um, which has done incredibly well internationally that was developed in Australia. 
So yeah. I guess it's something that we should be proud of. Um, the amazing thing about this is that they were given the notebooks that the developers, two guys, used to, to develop Hollow Knight. And you see all of That's their awesome. sketches, their concept sketches, their ideas, their notes. And most impressively, there's a giant fold-out page where they drew the entire map of Hollow Nest just on this page in pencil. It is the what? most incredible thing I've ever seen. They, they so drew that cool. all out. They drew it all out by hand and then programmed it after the fact. It is just awesome. It, like just looking at that, having played Hollow Knight as well, like extensively, it made me feel a little bit emotional because I'm like, holy shit, this is someone who created something there and I can see where it all started. And it's like literally in pencil in front of me. It's, it's astounding. So That's for so anyone cool. who wants, who's interested in that shit, please go. It is so freaking cool. It changes your perception of gaming so much when you see, you step past the game and you see the creative process behind it and the passion, yeah. talent yeah. behind it. It really does change, change your perception and kind of like, maybe if more people did that, they'll stop being so shitty online. But who knows? You know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Now, look, we can't go through too much here because we have a very, a, a jam-packed, yeah, jam-packed. My initials are jam. Jesse Pack episode. Um, before we go on any further, I want to welcome a few new members to the team. Okay. The, the story mode family have pushed five new contributors out of its, its birth canal. That's how it happens. Why did you make that that's weird? A, what, that's how that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, the way a baby is born. Natural. I can tell you that, the whole process. Organic. Okay? Organic. Felix, <laughs> Lauren, Lachlan, Adam, and our good man, we Scotsman, as you may know from twitch.tv for such story about Aussie's always in the chat, been there for day one. These five champions will be joining us going forward. They'll be doing running streams, writing articles, they'll be jumping on the podcast. You are guy guys are gonna become very, very um aware of them. Absolutely fantastic bunch. We could not be happier. To have these five on board. But let's move on to our topic for the day. So if, if you've loaded us up on, you know, your Spotify's, your iTunes, your titles, you would notice that the episode is called Gaming's Next Top Mascot. And we thought, what can we do for episode 100 that's a little bit, a little bit of fun? We're going to pick exactly that, Gaming's Next Top Mascot. Mario has been the mascot for Nintendo for a billion years. You know, Master Chief, you would argue, is Microsoft's. And then PlayStation sort of rotates through Kratos, Aloys, Joel and Ellie. They're first party characters. Now, get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. Um, I want to have a look at your, your B, C, D, E, F, G tier characters and games to see who could possibly be the next, you know, the next character wearing that crown. Originally, we're going to make these characters fight. We've got a big bracket set up. They're going to fight each other. It's going to be a laugh. But then we realized, look, that's not fair on everyone. Um, some characters aren't there to fight. And look, Mario is not the strongest intended character, so that doesn't make sense how he could to the top. Okay, There's going to be more to it than that. So kind of like America's Next Top Model, we're not going to just make the contestants fight each other to the death. We have a few different char uh, characters, categories that they're going to uh, challenge each other in. First up, here are our contestants. Zagreus from Hades, a Metroid, 
like a singular blob of Metroid. A Splatoon Inkling, Fox McCloud, Daruk, Tom Nook, a hunter for Monster Hunter, Banjo plus Kazooie, Ori from the Blind Forest, Marcus Phoenix, Battletoads, a Boeing 747 from Microsoft Flight Simulator, a singular car from Forza, Conker, Terry Crews from Crackdown 3, Sully from Uncharted, Astrobot, Tony Birdman Hawk, Knack, of course, Mars Morales, Ratchet and Clank, and the World Serpent from God of War. The different categories of battle they'll be going through is cook-off, where contestants must cook a meal that best represents their game. Date night, where the characters have a hot date, which one of them takes, takes the, the date-y home. Fight, what do you think that's going to be? Battle in an empty field using only iconic weapons. Job interview, how does each character go in a corporate job interview? And, oh, actually, there's a few, there's two more. Mayor. How would your character go if elected to the position of mayor of a small Australian town? And Ikea, your character needs to, needs to build a Billy bookcase with glass doors. If you were watching us on chat, Billy bookcase can be found behind me. It's hard to build when you're me. <laughs> so we're going to be going through this bracket style. I will be taking the categories out of our sponsor hat. Thank you. What they call AstraZeneca? It's Audio Technica. <laughs> AstraZeneca. <laughs> AstraZeneca. Okay. Are we taking one out of the hat? And uh, we'll be fighting. Basically, two of us will argue the point. The other one is a judge. We'll keep going until we have a goddamn champion. Now, Simon, you've got the uh, the brackets ready. I have. Yep, I've got the, the brackets Brilliant. ready. So our first... Well, first up, first up before, you, before you start, Caitlin, do you have the timer ready? I have the timer ready. We each have one minute. Cool. Simon. Who's our Alrighty. first matchup? Our very first matchup is Astrobot versus Sully from Uncharted. Okay. So I'm gonna go Astrobot. Keelan, picking oh. you to go with Sully. I'll take Sully. Alright, let's do how this. Angry you are at Uncharted lately. <laughs> and they will be fighting in the They'll be having <laughs> why, did I... why did I build the game like this? <laughs> Instant regret. We'll be having a cook off. <laughs> oh yes, Simon. You're gonna be the judge, and Simon, you get to pick who has to uh, spew forth any sort of bullshit first. Um. All right. Because I enjoy making you suffer more than I do most other people. Jesse, you're up bitch. first. You son of a bitch. Go for it. Tell me why <laughs> Astro Bot would be better at cooking off than Sully. Easy nostalgia. Have you seen the film Ratatouille? No, Neither have I. But I've seen the memes of it. And there's a scene <laughs> at the end of the film, spoiler alert, where the chef, I guess, or some sort of food critic, eats a bit of the meal and he remembers his childhood. He goes back to being a child. His mum made this delicious, I don't know, soup, <laughs> whatever it was. I think he overacted, to be honest. But he's he, he transported back into magical, transformative experience for him, okay? What did Astro's Playroom do? When it came on the PS5, it was a trip into nostalgia. Astrobot, he understands. He may not have taste buds, okay? But look, my stove doesn't have taste buds, and it can create beautiful things. My microwave doesn't have taste buds, but if you tasted mac and cheese in the microwave, mwah, just like a mama used to make, okay? It doesn't need taste buds when it understands nostalgia. And so the power of that, it will go back in your childhood, and it'll make you that ham and cheese sandwich that you used to have after school when you were watching <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> Time. Go on, Keelan. All right. All right. All right. It was, uh, 
Jesse, I'm going to tell you something right now. That was pretty impressive. Well done. Yeah. My brain works in mysterious ways. Sully. <laughs> Sully is a man's man. Okay? He's a big, tough guy because you, you know how I know? He's got a mustache. Only tough guys have mustache. And you know what tough guys can do? They can cook you a fucking steak. All right? Steak and beers. They're going to put that shit together. Sully can put that shit together better than you can ever imagine. He knows what to do. Chop up the garlic. Get it nice and ready. Chuck it in the oil. Put in a bit of butter. Do some basting. Some rosemary. Some thyme. Oh, that's right. Put it on the cast iron. Get a nice little sear going. Shit, yeah. Sully... Sully would smoke things. He's a man. He smokes cigars, so presumably he would smoke Doesn't meats mean he smokes as things. well. He smokes cigars, so presumably he'd smoke meats too. I can imagine he'd have like a big smoker. He'd make some brisket. Oh, shit, man. Now I'm getting hungry. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I, I give up the rest of my time because I'm making myself hungry. And like, I, I'm taking some of his time because fuck you, Keelan. He's a bar fly. The only thing he eats is goddamn peanuts okay, from the bar and pretzels. He does not have a refined palate because his smoking has damaged his, his, his palate. You know what I mean? He gets Nathan to cook for him. Sully would get a lot of Uber Eats. He's a lazy shit. Sully <laughs> would not know how to operate Uber Eats on his fucking smartphone. He has a are Nokia 3310. Are we talking about Sully or are we talking about Sully Sullenberg? Who's also a different character. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Uh-huh. He's the pilot from the film Sully. Simon. Anyway. Simon. Ah, uh, see, I'm very torn. This is this is. A- Are you torn? I walked through that. Come on, nah, because uh, he smokes meats because she smokes. Come on. I mean, well, hang on. Keelan's points about you know Sally being a man's man probably does have a smoker. I mean, yeah, I think that's absolutely within the realms of. Just- Jesse, I think the links I that I, I, I made. I think I think anyone can smoke meat, to be honest. But I don't know. Jesse, listen, listen. The links that I made are just as valid as the ridiculous links that you made with ratatouille and cheese sandwiches. So, he's got you there. He has got you there. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll make it quick. I'm gonna have to give it to Astrobot. Yes! Fuck you, Keelan. I'm Woo! gonna have to give it to Astrobot. On the board. Astrobot advances. <laughs> Astro Bot advances to the next round. Who's up next? Well, our next contestants are Ratchet and Clank versus a Boeing 747 from Microsoft Flight Simulator. And they will be, they will be competing <laughs> in a date night. <laughs> So it's me versus Keelan again. Keelan, you're the plane. I'm Ratchet and Clank. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, do you, uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first, Jesse. Um, you you went first last time. I think it's only fair. I have no idea how we're going to do date night with the seven four seven, but here goes. Oh, look, he's given up already. Um, well, here's the thing. We never agreed on this ahead of time, and I did that intentionally. But I believe that as part of the 747, all the crew, including the pilot and the hostesses, should be involved in nope. it as well. They are necessary. They are, nece- they are necessary for the operation. Okay? Of, they are necessary the for the operation. Selling flight simulator of, of 2021. Okay, you were the only person that plane. You you cannot the be the only person, person in a 747. What if there's an emergency? 
Then you die. I crashed the plane to my house playing the game. Do I look like Sully to you? Come on, man. <laughs> <Sully>. <laughs> All right. Date like night. Date night. It's going to be a, like that scene out of Iron Man 1 where Rhodey and um and Iron Man. What, what's his name again? He's dead, so I forgot his name. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. They're sitting in his plane. The disrespect. And, and Tony gets the sake out. And um, Rhodey's like, nah, I don't want any. And then the next scene, he's like, you see, when I put my uniform on in the mornings, I see the... And he's just real drunk and shit. And the um, the pole comes up. The um, the uh, the the dance pole comes up. And the air hostesses oh, are, like, dancing around dance there. Pole. That would be the perfect date, Jesse. Man date. What do you mean, what, what do you mean that would be the perfect date? You, you've, you've picked up your plane is somehow swiped left or right on Tinder or whatever. The plane obviously can't swipe. The plane That's obviously the plane. can't. The, a- the plane can't swipe, but the plane can take someone on a date, and it just your did. Honor, his argument so far has been Iron Man one. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> have you seen the film Iron Man? Yes, I have. I'm case closed. Jesse, it's it's valid, my dude. Uh, that sounds like a good date to me. All right. Only if they have steaks or smoked meat, though. <laughs> well, as it happens, it also comes with Sully. It's crazy. Um, all right, Jesse, give me your spiel. Sell it to me. Easy, okay. easy. You go for a date. What's the best thing to see when you rock up to a date? Like a bit of a blind date. You rock up to, I'm just going to say an Italian restaurant. What do you, what's the best thing to see? Two people. Spaghetti. Okay. Because you know you're going to have a good night. Okay. <clears throat> now, you got Ratchet. Charming. Charming fella, big ears. You know what they say about big ears? Doesn't need to be said, does it? But I'll say it anyway, big dick. Okay? So he's charming. He's making you laugh. He's a bit of a flirt. He's goddamn, he's act, he stays active. He knows his way around a weapon, which is a turn off for some, but turn on for, for others. But it's when, you know, things get a little flirtatious that his friend Clank comes out. And Clank can do a lot of things, okay? In the game, we see here the jetpack. We see that he's got magnets. We see he's got propellers. All things that turn people on. And I'm sure he can vibrate like a dual sense controller as well. Ten seconds. The ratchet's ratchet's putting it all on the table. He's he's a hey, I'm charming. I'm here for a little bit of fun, not a relationship. And I brought a sex toy along. His name's Clank. Time. You've uh, <laughs> successfully uh, prevented me from ever playing any Ratchet and Clank game ever in the future. Never oh great! Him. I can't watch Iron Man one because of you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the best part. Well, the all right. Pole. <laughs> I'm going to have to be honest, both of you. That was pretty shit. Um, <laughs> Simon hasn't started yet. Simon's like, oh, I'm Metroid because it's my favorite. Nah. Get out of Do here. Do you know how hard it is to come up with this shit on the spot, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put you in these shoes and let's see how well you do with this. Come on. Well, keep, keep the train running. Um, Who wins this one? Look. I am going to give it to a fully staffed Boeing 747 because I reckon, honestly, a Boeing 747, like a private flight on a Boeing 747 with only the staff, that's a pretty pretty romantic idea there. The que- the thing wasn't what is the best like level for a date? Level? Yeah, I'm thinking with video games, okay? It's not like... It's not. Oh, this is- it's not a level. It's a, like a character. Like you know, in in like God of War, when you're fighting on the Titans and stuff, it's technically Don't a character, but God it's also a level. This, so, yeah. okay. All right. All right. Look, we have rules. <laughs> rule the rules. Rule the rules. I mean, this whole 
fucking thing is ruined. 100 episodes in and we fucking fall what, apart. What's next? Anyway, who's next? Because <laughs> of the way the, the bracket has been done. Um, By Simon. No, I just copied and pasted but your list. Um, I just copied and pasted your list, so it's on you, buddy, I'm afraid. Uh, so, um, what we'll do is... Who's next? Ori and v- versus Banjo and Kazooie. Oh. Wait, what was the issue, though, with the, with the bracket? Uh, it's just because one side is basically all just you versus Keelan. So I'm going to jump around a little bit to sort of try and uh, mitigate yeah, some enough, of that. That's good. Um, so Ori, which is Keelan. Yeah. Versus Banjo and Kazooie. Which is me. Simon. Okay. You're going to be fighting in Mare. So you are the mayor of a small Australian town. How does that go in your first you know, fair few weeks? All right. Um, D- Jesse. Simon. Okay. Go on. So, so, sorry, how does it go? Can you give me a bit more context about that question? No. Um, Simon, you're up first. All right. Easy. Okay. So, as everyone, everyone knows... Bear, Banjo is a bear. Bears are pretty scary, pretty intimidating creatures. You don't want to fuck with a bear. All right? This bear comes into the mayor's office, and you go, I respect the shit out of that bear. I'm not going to cause any trouble. You know, you being the little delinquent that you tend to be, that troublemaker, you know, with the graffiti that you like to do when you were younger. You're not going to do that anymore, just in case you get in trouble with the mayor, because Counsel, you know that he's going to- I will gonna- remind you that insulting the judge is not in your, not in your favour, Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it out to a hypothetical third party, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Not you specifically. Uh, um, and so, you know, crime rate's going to go down. Uh, taxes are going to be increased fairly across the board because a bear understands what it's like to share with everyone, you know, fairly and equally and distribute as required. Ten seconds. And, uh, yeah, I mean, also it can defend the town from any other massive creatures that want to come and invade because... Which is Australia. Often a part, often a part of a mayor's role. Time. Well, defend, hey. Defend the town from snakes. I mean, could you imagine? I <laughs> to be honest. That's work, I that, can, and that, work, that works in your favour. Okay? That, that makes up a big part of my argument too, so fuck it. <laughs> well, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's hear that argument. Okay, Ori. All right, so what do we know about Ori? Not a lot. Mysterious. Silent. But cute as fuck and if there's one thing people love it's a cute little animal you know they really get behind that shit you know people people love that stuff the other thing we know about ori environmental activist and what does australia love more than a cute animal setting them on fire destroying their habitats Uh, but also (laughs) there's a portion that enjoys saving their habitats as well let's presume that this town is one of those types of towns you've got an environmental activist little animal you've got him looking cute as all heck come on that's an easy win voters would go apeshit over that stuff maybe maybe he even goes around town and he gives people fruits that he picks up in his adventures i don't know that's up to him. He's he doesn't speak, so I can't get that information from you. But in any case, he's a good option. Choose him, or if a male. Oh, a slogan at the end. Now, <laughs> Keelan, you could have won this really quickly because it's me. You could have said Ari would have had an office. You put them together, you get Arifus. That's very funny. That would have been an instant win for you. Okay, no. Fuck no. Simon, your thing was he's a bear, 
I didn't hear, I, you know, I hear a lot about one person. Who's this other shady character with him? I've got questions, okay? There's a bear who um, came into the mayor's office, yelled at me. It, it was a lot, okay? Keelan, your argument was a, a cute little creature walking around, handing out, handing out fruits, okay? Being adorable on a pinch of little cheeks would be endearing politically. And he saves the trees. If that was... If that was the case, not so much the same with the trees, but if that was the case, Kevin Rudd would be Prime Minister, okay? Because he's going to pinch his little, his little milky bar kid cheeks, okay? <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> but, Keelan, you are going to win this one because you brought up a very, very interesting thing. Ori is silent. And I would very much like for Australian politicians to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. So, Ari, thank you. wins that, that one. Yeah, well that's done. fair. That is fair. I can't argue that's with right. that. We get political here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, all right, so in our next bout, we will have da, 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 a hunter from Monster Hunter versus Marcus Phoenix. Oh, God, Ooh, I'm tired of talking. I want to break. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is good. We'll break him down, Simon. Break him down. <laughs> and I'm just going to reach into the AstraZeneca hat. You guys will be competing in a job interview, the corporate job interview. Um, and Simon, you can go first. All right. Well, it's quite simple. Um, as a well-experienced hunter, he's got a very wide and very deep knowledge of wildlife ecosystems. He knows how much uh, of an environmental impact everything can have and how that can disrupt natural food chains and, you know, how that can affect the wider communities. He'd be a great environmental PR manager. Also, have you seen some of the outfits in Monster Hunter? Like, they are sharp. That is like, there are some nice suits in there. One of them has even got a really fancy top hat. And you cannot go wrong with a fancy top hat in a job interview with someone who is strong enough to, like, lift up the entire fucking office if they needed to. And, of course, if, you know, it's one of those people... It's, I it's, it's, it's that. Well, just in case you ever needed it. You know, if there's an earthquake, you go, all right, I'm going to have to just, just go ask him Ten to lift seconds. up. <laughs> um, but, you know, he can, he can think about the bigger picture and what it means to be part of a living, breathing ecosystem. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Scotchman in the chat. From the back of the chamber of the courtroom, as yelled out, but the top hat is made of bugs, which is a point four. Okay, that's something that I look for <laughs> in my employees. Yeah, Marcus Phoenix, you're up. Marcus is a military man. He knows how to take orders. So, and you are looking to hire him for your corporate position, and you need him to toe the line. You need someone to be a company man. Marcus is your boy. He's also got Violent extensive boy. experience lockpicking with his little floaty robot. What the fuck I want that? Over. Criminal? Get out Jack, of rip that door. You know, with his gravelly voice. <laughs> got a great voice. You need somebody who is also going to be, if you need someone to be like an office enforcer type, you know, somebody to call into your serious meetings to really lay the law down when you're maybe in a big acquisition meeting and shit and you're trying to jostle for power. Marcus Phoenix is your guy. Big, intimidating dude. Just uh, authoritative voice. He's got it. He's got that presence that you look for in that corporate um, boardroom uh, battleground. Um, on top of all of that, he's a family man, so he knows how to connect with others. I'm done. You threw your back out with that reach at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he's now. got a kid. Come on. But he's also you a violent criminal. <laughs> 
which is good because this is a corporate job. Okay, so that actually worked well in your favor. Okay, the whole the violence definitely worked in the job interview. He's got a growing kid. Simon, I really like the direction you went in, but you messed up at one point. You spoke about how um, the monster hunters, hunters understand the ecological impacts of what they do. I don't think they do. No, no, they because every mission in Monster Hunter is kill this one, kill six of this one. At one point, the ecosystem will collapse in itself like a neutron star. Jesse, okay. and for that reason, that makes Marcus it- Phoenix, you are our new janitor, level four. You start on Monday, Jesse. That makes them the perfect corporate employee. <laughs> Just to lay it all out, decimate the ecosystems. <laughs> See, we want to make some money. You said that, like I will, I will like, waste. To all wildlife, all forms of flora and fauna crushed ben- beneath my armored heel. I'll give you my job. Jack, mop that floor. What's See? next? But Marcus Mark's face wins that one. All right. What's up next? Uh, um, all right. Next up, we have a car from Forza versus Miles Morales. And they are going to be doing. Keelan's like, I can't. Dude, seriously, give me a break. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying uh, to okay, set okay, one no, up. Okay, well, no, we will. I'll be the car. Simon, you're Miles. Easy. Done. Vroom, vroom. What, what's what's We're your We're going to be... Cook-off. Ah! <laughs> Uber Eats. <laughs> no, don't steal my idea! <laughs> Sully's coming for you, Jesse. <laughs> Who's who's going first? Right. You you pick. You're the judge. Uh, Simon, I'd like you to go first. Oh, thank you, thank you, God. Right. Thank you. Cool, easy win, right? It's a cook-off. It's Miles Morales. He's got his family, right? He is a mixed race boy with a fantastic heritage, incredible family culture. Have you, Your ever- Honor? He's bringing family members onto the field. It's a cook-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cook I will, I will, I will allow it. Uh, they are major characters in this boy's life. They helped raise him. I will allow it. Thank you. Oh. All right. So not only that, but again, have you ever like the the diverse culture and like the incredible spices and flavors that these peoples are famous for using? Like Latin America has some of the nicest, richest, and Honestly, some of the best food in the world. And, of course, Miles Morales is half Latin American. Like, of course he's going to know. His mum, do you think his mum would have let him not learn how to cook? Do you think his dad would have been like, nah, kid, you're never going to learn how to cook? Nah, his dad would have been with him day one, helping him learn how to cook in the kitchen. Miles Morales, natural-born chef. Guaranteed. Great time. Jesse. Let's do this. All right. Okay. I'm going to actually go on the attack here because I heard a lot about um, how Miles' mum can cook and his, his dad can cook. Uh, Your Honor, do you know what Miles' mum and dad's name are? Doesn't matter. I can tell you for a fact they're not Miles Morales, and that's the character we're talking about. So they can cook great. I didn't hear anything about their son. Yeah, uh, you would have learned. Are you going to? Because you've used were... you've used twenty seconds of your argument time to attack Simon. What's this? What's this? You can't take my time, Your Honor. I demand that time back. Now his family cannot get the ingredients that they need if every single car is taken. Okay, now if he can bring the family in, my family, it's all vehicles. Okay, I take all vehicles. I move them to a different continent, and he has nowhere to get the tr- the delicious snacks and ointments and oils that he needs for his meals. Oils okay? and ointments for. 
boys' meals. You can cook. You can cook an egg on the hot on the hot engine. <laughs> and, Uber, and Uber Eats. And if I don't deliver your food in half hour or less, it's free. Oh man! In half hour or less, it's free. I so just you take know. The time. I that- know that Sully would be putting out spikes on the road and shit to get his shit for free. If that was the case, Jesse. Um, now, you both make terrible points. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I have no idea who to choose because you're both subpar responses. No offense. Um, but Je- Je- Jesse's was a, a more of a, an attack on Simon's. Uh, Simon actually had something of substance. So, Simon, Miles Morales, you win this one. All right, Miles Morales goes through to the next oh, round. This is like crazy, okay? You see, you go to a boxing match, okay? And the guy's a little wimpy dude. Oh, look at me. Oh, got no muscle on me. And he tags in his dad. His dad jumps into the thing and fucking wails on the other guy, kills him. No, 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 you no. You think that's a win? No. So, you weren't listening. You all I heard were their assumptions. You, there was the assumption that, oh, his parents can cook, therefore he can cook. That's not always the way. Maybe he doesn't want to cook. Maybe he doesn't want to. Fuck. He's Spider Man. He's busy. Correct. Do we ever see Spider-Man exact- cook? No, Do we but ever see Spider-Man cook? Because Peter Parker doesn't learn how to cook, wastes all of his money on getting pizza and unhealthy New York City trash food, right? That's why That's why he's and constantly like, broke. That's, that's why he that's that's can't afford rent. Poor Peter Parker, sir. all right, apart from, you know, being paid less than minimum wage, which is, you know, totally unfair, but also he doesn't use the limited amount of money that he gets Sensibly, if he bought ingredients from the shop and cooked for himself a little bit more often, he would be able to save just that little bit more money. And Mars Morales, having been taught by his dad and his mum, he knows. That kid's smart. He's a smart kid. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> you already won, Simon. You don't yeah, have I to don't keep know. going. I don't know why this is going on. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute, you know what this is? Kangaroo court. Absolute kangaroo court. What's up? Who's up next? All right. Um, probably my favorite one because these are two very real people. Terry Crews versus Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Batman! And they're going to be fighting. <laughs> in- I hope it's just in an open field. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down, Keelan. It's Mayor, baby. Mayor? Oh Mayor. my god. Mayor. I am going down. Oh no. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Terry go Crews comes out onto the presidential election podium. Why is he on the presidential election po- podium? No one knows because he's running for mayor of a small town. So everyone is already confused. Then he comes out and says some weird things about families but it gets misconstrued mm. by all the crowd and it gets a little bit awkward and he and he backtracks really awkwardly and then people are like oh okay i understand what he was trying to say that's fine i guess but like you know how that can be taken out of context right and he's like no 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 that's not what i was talking about then he hits him with one of his catchphrases like white meat only or nine nine or something like that and he awkwardly shuffles out of the room done Okay. Sorry, did you? Did, did, sorry, did Terry Crews turn up to be the mayor? He Terry Crews. And then like, just like stood there for a while. T- uh, Terry Crews. I, I, I like Terry Crews, but he should not be the mayor of anything. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. A few years ago, this, this fight could have gone a different way, I reckon. Yeah, but yeah, we could have. Time makes fools of, fools of us all, I think, a little bit. All Tony right. Birdman <laughs> Hawk. 
Welcome to Skatesville, okay? Welcome to Radville. It's the skatingest place in all of Australia. It's an Australian country town. So yes, some of these bowls and ramps are going to get uh, blisteringly hot, but whatever, they'll build a shade. Tony Hawk built a bunch of skate parks. He's cool as hell, but he also kind of like, I don't want to see my politicians. I've already been a bit, bit political and stuff, so I don't want to see him. I don't give a fuck about him. Tony Hawk's Twitter page is all about people not knowing who the fuck Tony Hawk is. He's in the background doing nothing but good. <laughs> when Tony Hawk got remastered, what, last year, the year before, how happy was everyone? We have a brilliant soundtrack, you know, comes along with him. I'm assuming that he pl- blares it over speakers or everywhere. Get to hear Superman by Goldfinger when you're walking down to the shops. That's rad. Also, all of his cool skate rat friends come along. Okay, maybe except for Bear Margera because he's got the stuff going on. But if you get enough of them, you also get the Jackass crew. Come on, Jackass, new film's coming out. That's pretty fucking cool. Cool town. Time. Johnny Knoxville was in the Royal Rumble yesterday. Oh. He was, and he shouldn't have been because he said that he had a br- he has like brain trauma right. after yeah. filming the new Jackass film. Really, really bad. But on the plus side, Brock Lesnar did choke slam Wee Man through a table at a Four Seasons restaurant. I did see that. that. was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Also, Scotsman's in the chat. has got my back. Can Terry do a 900 to age 53? Case closed. Yeah. He can't. All right. I've seen him do a lot of 180s, <clears throat> though. Look, Terry Crews. I, I do think Terry Crews would have uh, hidden potential as a mayor, but I don't think it would be enough to outclass the Hawk. The, yeah. the win goes... To Anthony Hawk. Look, you made the right choice, Si. That was the right <laughs> choice there. Come on, Tony Hawk, you can do it, baby. <laughs> all right, what's up next? Uh, all right, so again, in an effort to give Keelan a bit of a break, uh, we'll do Zagreus versus Astrobot. All right. I'll take Zag. I'm going uh, Astrobot. I'm, I'm happy to lose. If this is date night, we can just skip to the next question. Zachary is fucked. Yeah, that's nice pretty fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, the next challenge... Oh, can it be the same challenge twice for Astrobot? Do we, should we pick again? Cook off again. I think we should draw again. Yeah, I think we draw should again. draw again. Draw again. Okay. Oh, I think we're now... Is it date night? Date night. Okay, so the wind goes to Zagreus. Do we? Do we no, even? Look, look. Do, we, do we need to have yeah, a discussion? No, we're still gonna do this one. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna do it. Yeah, of course we are. All right, all right. You uh, go first, Simon. Zag, come on, hit me. Go. Cool. All right, Zagreus. You know him. You love him. He's charming. He's attractive. He's physically fit. He cares about you. He goes into the depths of the underworld to find nectar just to give it to you because he cares about you. He thinks you're a pretty cool individual. And, you know, he doesn't love the underworld, but he does love you. He does love your company. He does love hanging out with you. You mean something special to him. And he's willing to fight literally to the death just to go and get another bit of nectar just for you. That's how much he cares. That's what he's willing to do for you. Zagreus isn't perfect. He knows that. Everyone knows that. But he is charming and he will let you know how much he appreciates you, especially on the first date, where he shows up with 10 lots of nectar that he got for a really good deal for some reason. You don't question it. You just roll with it. And of course, he's got Cerberus, who doesn't want a giant three-headed dog. Cerberus is a good boy. Time. 
Okay, you left a bit of an opening there, eh? Astrobot, hit me. Your Honor. Do you want to play second fiddle? That's not that's not Zachary's second penis. Do you can you do you want to trust your lover? Because look, Zagreus has a lot of partners in this game. But he also has a lot of other issues. He's got daddy issues. He's not doing this whole mission to get nectar for you. He's doing it to see his mum. Hmm. Odd there. Bit odd. He looks looks away. A lot of lovers on the on the path. Megara and such. Says no. I need to go find my mum. Lead, find me mummy. Okay. Mummy issues. Astrobot. Does he have much to offer? No. But like Clanky vibrates, and that's pretty good. Okay. So if you're looking for a literal fuck machine, you got Astrobot. If you want a bunch of headaches, awkward Christmases, okay, mummy issues, daddy issues, and just you know, unfaithfulness possibly. Yeah, you can pick Zagreus. Go for it. Time. Hey, hey, Your Honor, I think you deserve better. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jesse, you spent uh, approximately 35 seconds of your argument time talking shit about Zagreus. My boy, <laughs> yeah. Zagreus. How dare you? How well, dare can't come you? With, you can't come with your preconceived notions, your boy, Zagreus. I want to. It's, it's a bloody mistrial. You're a mistrial. Um, <laughs> this isn't a court of law. This is a court of chaos, well, motherfucker. Fair, Strap the, in. The, let's fucking go. <laughs> the fact that this isn't and, and Keelan just went Zagreus means I've done okay. <laughs> There's a discussion to be had. I, I, I must say, Jesse, I must say that your argument for Astrobot vibrating, a very strong argument. The strong point, the strong vibration. It's a strong well. vibration, exactly. So that is a good one. But for some of us, we prefer the tender emotional approach. Others, we prefer the cold, hard mechanical. And I myself, I'm an emotional guy. I'm in touch with my feelings. So Zagreus takes this one out for me. Great job, yeah. both of you. He takes you out gonna, to a lovely gonna dinner. He's going to make you dress like his mom. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. All right. Yes, he's Greek, but he's not that Greek. Jesus. <laughs> uh, next round. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this one will be a very fun one because I don't know how the hell this is going to work. But we've got Battletoads versus the World Serpent. Yes. This is Please what I wanted. Please be day and night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a cook off. Oh. <laughs> My oh. lack of arms is going to very quickly. <laughs> Alrighty. Jesse uh, starts off. Let's do it. Okay. So for this category, you need to cook a meal that represents your your game. Scandinavian history, that all that. What do they love there more than anything? What's like their version of like a packet of chips or you're on a crisps? See, I'm playing I'm playing to him. See that Keelan? That was smart. Buried fish. They love a buried fish. You bury a fish, months later you have a soup or a snack or whatever it becomes, okay, under the ocean. World serpent digs a big hole, buries a big fish. Three months later, you got yourself a meal. Also, he can cough anything up. He coughs up an axe at one point. Who else knows what he's got there? Coughs up a cheeseburger. Simon, what's your favorite meal? I don't know, maybe pizza, I guess. Pizza comes up over his throat. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I want to eat that pizza. 
Yeah, but you have the choice to. Okay, World Serpent's all about choice. He wraps himself around the earth. He can get whatever meal you want. And he's not, and also, he's not four frogs. <laughs> that works in his favor. Uh, time. It's- I thought the Battle Toads are only three frogs. There are three frogs, so you've already lost credibility there, Jesse. Um, moving on to the Battle Toads. <laughs> Um, the battle toads now. Okay, now you might say they're frogs. What the fuck do they know about cooking? And you might be right. I mean, they eat flies to heal in the game. That's that's not that's not very appealing to to us as a human. But if there's one thing that I assume that they might know something about, it's French cuisine, high class. Frogs, legs. They're the type who would sacrifice themselves for the betterment of society as a whole. So, presumably, that would also include sacrificing a leg or two to make a nice, delicious frog's leg stew. I think that would be just, oh, just beautiful. Maybe some escargot as well, seeing as they um, they experience with the uh, insects. I think that would be really nice too. They'll be good, good chefs. I bring up two things real quickly. Go for it. Two points. Okay. One, if they have to deliver this meal to your house, they will not get there. As we know, they cannot ride that little motorbike thing. They will die. Second of all, okay, they cook their legs. Well done, kill them. They kill themselves to win a cook-off. Well done. I hope you're happy with yourself. Now, so you have this limbless frog now. Do you really want, at the end of this episode, us to put three crowns on three torso frog torsos and say hey you guys represent gaming no that's ridiculous it's two crowns on two full whole frogs and half a crown on a torso so you've only got one meal in you okay i thought i I, I don't think it's gonna be that pathetic but yeah go on (laughs) anyway i mean you you only need to kill one there's three of them it's the whole point have you guys ever had frog legs before i have not but i've had escargot and that's nice I've never had a pizza the snake coughed up either. I, I have had frog legs. They are surprisingly quite nice. And despite the, the joke, the running joke, it actually did kind of taste like chicken. Just a, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just a weird little story for you. Um, oof, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the potential that is the world serpent. Yes. I yes. think I think there is a, a lot. That that could happen from that. A lot of good that could come from that. I like how just like open it is. So a lot of good could come from that serpent cooking. I think a lot of good. Well, I mean, uh, if, next. if you can provide so me. Wait, have, we, have we gone through the first round yet? Uh, we still have one final matchup to be to have the first round done. But oh. again, because of the way this is kind of laid out, it's a bit bit messy. Yeah, then it goes to the second round and there's a few double ups and a few buy rounds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, technically, like, Zagreus is already on the third round, but... Yeah. Zag- if all characters, Zagreus should have had the buy round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, get it, Zags. <laughs> all right, who's up next? Uh, all right, so the final round of round one Sorry, the final fight of round one is Nat versus Conker from Conker's Bad Fur Day. Okay. Now, All right, I'm, I'm going to just preface this with, I'm very familiar with Conker. I fucking love Conker. I'm I think you very should take unfamiliar this, Simon. I think with you should Nat. take 
I think you should take uh, take Conker because I'm sick of talking. Knack. That's fair. All right. So Simon's Conker. I'm a snack, and it will be a fight. Ah. Open field. Open field. Only your iconic weapon. So, Conker, what's your iconic weapon? A frying pan and pissing. No, I am All not right. joking. Oh shit! Yeah. And and Nack's, um abilities is. Mass and physics and bits. I haven't played Knack, so I'm judge. I'm Mike, my description comes from the trailers. Okay, because I know Knack, nothing so. about Knack. I know nothing about Knack at all. So okay, so, I can, I can, so what you're saying is I can lie. Sick. No, Dylan. All right, who goes first? Um, Knack, please. Okay, I get big, real goddamn big. When Nack's in a fight, his main thing is he grows. Okay? Gets bigger and bigger. You know you piss on me? What's that going to do? I'm made out of some sort of eldritch horror connector bricks. I don't know what they are. Okay? <laughs> and what's the other thing? A frying pan? You got a frying pan? Nah, good good work. That's now my knee. I absorb it. All your weapons are with me, except for your, except for your piss stream, but I don't want that. So now what are you? You're just a little rat boy who's had a bad day. And let's face it, when you meet Knack in a field, your day is about to get a lot worse. Why do you think they suck at Knack too? You uneducated fuck. Whatever. Well, doesn't, <laughs> you know what he's going to be? Soon he's going to be a fucking splat in the ground. That's what he's going to be. Because you know why they, they had to stop at Knack 2? It's because they knew that they couldn't contain Knack 3. 10 seconds. Okay? And they also know that violence ratings of video games only go so high. Stop. <laughs> You're on. I yield my time. Mark Cerny would be uh, ashamed of what he just heard. Uh, please, Simon, tell us what Conker would do against that. All right. So it's quite simple. You might underestimate your your little red squirrel boy. You might think, what, oh, is, he, what is he like a dog or something like that? Some sort of ferret. So anyway, he uh, literally within the opening few minutes of the game kills a gargoyle the size of a house. With one whack of his frying pan. You do not underestimate the frying pan and Conker. Conker will fuck you up with a frying pan. And, just to add insult to injury, he will then piss on your corpse. You know, there's a certain segment in the game where he... What sort of existing where, conditions does this gargoyle have, though? He was sat there on a bridge. He had a massive fucking bridge. One whack from the frying pan fucking killed him, right? I don't know. And this, I don't know. And Did later on in the research? game, later on in the game, there are giant fucking rock monster golem things which Conker can push back with okay. his piss alone. He has extraordinarily strong piss. You don't fuck with Conker. Hey, so do I don't brag about it. <laughs> push back a boulder, like go piss. I'm, uh, I'm hearing a lot about how you can fight other characters. Great. Okay, I don't know what their stats are like. I don't know if they're made up of little. Little bricks. <laughs> Did Mark Cerny make a gargoyle? No. J- Jesse, the thing you were describing before is a UTI. Um, you should get that checked out. The uh, <laughs> other thing is that Simon, I'm sorry, but Nack, I think, wins this round simply because he is composed of his surroundings and he can deconstruct and construct at will. And you can't ever really yeah. kill something like that, can you? Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> Is everywhere. He's like Doctor Manhattan, but made out of blocks <laughs> and bits. Oh. So that's the first round done and dusted. We've so, got a few characters who have skipped their head because they had the buy round, and we've had our winners go through the next round. 
Let's start hammering through these. Who's up first? All right. So uh, next up, we've got Daruk versus a Boeing 747. Fly that plane to that fucking rock monster. Sorry, I don't have a lot of preconceived notion here. I don't like Daruk. Daruk's amazing. I also don't like air travel. Well, let's see what they're going to be doing against each other. So Simon versus Keelan. Cook-off. A cook-off. Cook-off between uh, a Boeing and a Daruk. Um, the Daruk Sandstorm. Uh, Simon, you're up first. All right. So, Daruk is a Goron. Gorons are well known for their sirloin rock, a very famous dish that is a steak that is satayed, as it were. I don't think that's the right word, but cooked in a bed of rocks to absolute perfection. Also, he lives on Death Mountain. He lives basically in the middle of an active volcano. If you want a steak cooked perfectly, you just give it to him. He'll put it... He literally just needs to put it down on the table for about 15 seconds, flip it over, put it, leave it there, pick it up, and there you look, perfectly cooked steak. He doesn't even have to turn on the stove. That is how good Death Mountain is. And that's where Daruk lives. Also, this man is loving and caring and compassionate and will be your best buddy even if you know he seconds finds that you know your your appetite for rock sirloin isn't quite what he was hoping for he'll still appreciate you he'll still appreciate what you could eat and he will make sure to take that time. into account next time interesting interesting i have some follow-up questions to ask after after this absolutely simon i mean sorry keelan you're a cliff takeoff gotta say what about the uh, vegetarians huh Daruk? What about them? Anyway, have you guys ever been on business class? I have. You know what? I got upgraded one year and it was the most incredible thing. Uh, the waitress just straight up offered me a cocktail the moment I sat down on the thing. Waitress? Stewardess? What are they called? Stewardesses? I don't yeah, know. Stewardess. And I was like, I can't have that. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. She's like, yeah, you can. It's a plane. <laughs> uh, I see the rest of my time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. well known that, that planes operate outside. Very, very, very interesting. <laughs> Keelan very much knew how to play to the judge. He very much <laughs> played to the audience. Then. Now I'm going to bring up a very interesting uh, story um, that reminds me of Zurich. For some reason, I have this ongoing thing. Whenever my girlfriend asks me what my favorite food is, I'm just like, rocks. Give me rocks. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> just rocks. Okay, because I'm an idiot. Of course you are. One day, back at work, this is a few years ago, I... Forgot a password to, to something or other. And my, um, you know, the little question to, to get your password back was, what was your, fa what's your favorite food? And I'm there, I'm thinking, of like, I like salmon. I like Granny Smith apples. I like scrambled eggs. I like a, a chicken parmigiana. Pasta. I like, I like all these different things. I kept putting them in, nothing came up. For some reason, I made my security question, which has since been scrubbed, so I'm not spoiling it here. My security question, a niche joke that I forgot. Because after trying, for trying to fix this for two days, calling IT multiple times, like, yeah, just put it in and it'll be fine. Like, you know, it should just work. The answer was fucking rocks. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and because oh, of that, dear. and because um, I don't think just putting a steak in a volcano cooks it to perfection. I think have you would burn it. Wait, have you, have you not cooked raw meat in Breath of the Wild? No, 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 I'm not talking about breath, it's not, I'm not the breath of the wild world, so this is real life, okay? You can't just throw a steak at a volcano and expect it to be happy. I'd be surprised. 
Keelan, day drinking, the plane wins. That's feather. I'll give you that. Sorry, morning drinking. Who's up next? All right. Um, it's putting a real strain on my brain this one because I'm actually having to really think about something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we will have the World Serpent versus Tom Nook. Ooh. 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 Oh, that's up and has no chance. And they will be fighting in a uh, cook-off again, so we'll, we'll do that again. Getting fucking cook-off. Ah, I just dropped it. <gasps> Ikea. Oh my god. We have to build the Billy bookshelf that is behind me, okay? Two glass doors. Ooh, okay. Uh, all right. Tom, look, I'd like to, to see how you handle building that bookshelf. This isn't even a sweat for Tom Nook. Sorry, real quickly. I want to hear, I want to see Tom Nook do it, do it, not your nephews. Doesn't matter. Tom Nook has handed out plenty of DIY recipes in Animal Crossing. The man is a clever business owner. He knows how to put his furniture together. He will even come up with a better, superior version to the Billy Bookcase and sell it to you for a very fair and reasonable price. Tom Nook, handyman, he's smart, he's innovative, he'll absolutely be able to put together a Billy Bookcase so quickly, it will make a serpent look like an absolute fucking chump. I have no doubt that Tom Nook knows exactly how to wield a hammer and any of them, and all of the materials that you need to put together Ten a Billy seconds. Bookcase. Even if it's missing parts, he'll source them. I have full faith in Tom Nook. Your Honor, I want to call a myth because I, I believe, I believe the uh, other lawyer. I don't know what your name is in this case. Okay, <laughs> misunderstood the prompt because I get to hear he's a he's a good business owner. Okay, okay. We are, he hands out DIY manuals to everyone. Okay, did he write them? I don't think he did. You said he's a good business owner, so why would he be building his own furniture? He'd be buying it cheap, selling it high. Okay, he could do all that. Yeah, if this was like, uh, the, the the job interview question, you win. World serpent. He's a big snake. He can do a lot of things with his insides, okay? He eats the bookshelf. And then you wait. Three Toss months. It up, built. Three months. Built. Mm. All of his little inside, all of his little blah, 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 whatever he's got down, the, down that throat, whatever that throat do, okay? Cost up a Billy bookcase. And Billy. Poor Billy. You're he just a businessman. A clever, refined, and inventive businessman. You can problem solve any issues that might come up with your Billy Bookcase in the future. Don't need to problem solve. All you need to do is read the instructions. Um, and also, where is IKEA furniture made? At Tom Nook's house. No, it's you, not. See, you can't prove that. That's the fact now. You cannot prove that it's not. <laughs> All right. So that was. Uh, oh my god. That huh. was shocking. That was shocking. Yeah, <laughs> I, what what's that what that throat do though? Uh, fucking hell, Jesse. <laughs> you see, this is one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. I hate I hate eliminating either of these characters, but through the response and through the I guess the the sureness of the job of that bookshelf being constructed, I am assured that it will be constructed in the hands of Tom Nook. The world's open. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's it. 
Thank you, World Serpent. You're amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. The music's playing for you. Please leave the stage. I'm going to start a new podcast. I'm going to do a round two on Love Letters by myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's up next. All right. So next up, we have Miles Morales versus Fox McCloud. Ooh. Oh, I got Miles. Yeah. I've, Fox? I've got Fox. Oh my God. Fuck off, cook off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, time it out for a minute. Job interview. This is a good one. Oh, this okay. is a good one. Uh, Miles. Yes. Go ahead. I'm up. Okay, brilliant. Miles Morales. What's known as? He's Spider-Man. Sure. He's also very intelligent. He's an academic at school. He's bleeding his class. He's absolutely brilliant. He's something you want. He's young. So he won't be leading a science division, but he has the want and the ability. He wants to support his family that we heard so much about in the last round. He wants to help them. So he wants to move up in the company. Okay, support them. But also, corporate level, espionage. He can listen in. He's making a few traps. He can turn invisible. Oh, you're getting a little bit of um, smack from your competitors down the road? Oh, shake his hand. Electrocute him because for some reason I have venom shock powers, okay? I'm just saying this is a young up-and-comer. If this is like a football draft, he has a cheap pick with huge potential. Ten. And he's never going to be late to work because he can swing. Also, he's Spider-Man. So he knows the Avengers. Okay, we're going to call that. Great work. Ah, Thanks, man. Okay. <laughs> Diamond. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Fox McCloud graduated top of Corneria University with an engineering degree. This is an experienced man. He knows exactly never what he's heard, doing. Never heard of that school, Your Honor. He... Uh, updated and renovated the R-Wings that uh, his team, the Star Fox unit, are famous for using. He changed them from being pretty good flying machines to being the single best all-terrain ships in the galaxy. This is a man who has faced death several times and come out victorious. He knows no fear and is courageous to sticking to his point. He has rock-solid motives he has rock-solid morals, and he will be one of the single best hires that you could ever do. He also comes with his own team. You don't need to worry about additional hires. He's got you covered. Well, that, don't we just hire for one person? I don't know you can bring a whole team on. What is this, stepbrothers? Yeah, what's this costing <laughs> me? Come on. What the, what's this costing him? Also, can I, can I just make a... Uh, I also like to button at the end and have my final argument. I would not be a very good lawyer. Um, no, you'd be shit. So you want do you want to hire somebody? So do you want somebody who's part who, much like their franchise, is well past their prime, or do you want a sleek up and comer with potential that's going to help you hit growth? Okay, up and up. You, you should have just finished also, that off with synergy. He even, if if you synergy add, and he if, knows the Avengers. If you if you had hit me with synergy unprompted, I would have given that to Miles Morales, but. In this situation, it's it's a toss up right now. I've got a follow up question for Mister Mister McCloud. Uh, mm-hmm. When you say all terrain ship, what does that what does that mean? Because I presume uh, all <laughs> ships are all terrain because they don't really traverse terrain, do they? They go they go through the the air. Yeah, um, but they are suitable for deep space flight uh, as well as 
extremely hostile environments such as tundra worlds and like active highly molten active volcano, volcano worlds. worlds ice worlds yeah. yeah okay i get you he's that he's got sense. you covered how do you go in corporate world doesn't sound too good mm. he's know. got incredible instincts and knows what to do this the, man how old, are, how old is he though he's like 73 past his prime hey this is if this is 30 years ago yeah hi this fox this what is he 73 fox. where's 73 come from we are an he's equal old, he's, past his prime. he's done all the best things in his life equal opportunity employer here we don't discriminate based off of age gender race um wow jesse i can't believe you're trying status. to discriminate based I off of i don't know what do you call call that um basically fox mcleod talented engineer i think you've got the job thank you Oh, wow. The Fair Business Bureau will be hearing about this one from me, won't they? <laughs> You're not ageist. My, my, Miles a bit too young for you. Mm. Miles lacks experience. Interesting. I'm being bitter. I'm being so bitter here. <laughs> you are. <laughs> this ad is one of those things like, oh, we're going to pay, pay you $50,000 a year. You need a fucking 12 years of experience. That's the type of job you're selling for. Yeah. Good luck, Fox. Hope, hope the whole market crashes. Occupy Wall Street, I say. What's the next round? <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Jesse, this is another you versus me one, I'm afraid. Uh, Splatoon Inkling versus Knack. Ooh. In okay. a cook-off. In a cook-off. All right. All right. Let's do it. Um, Splatoon Inkling. I would like you to go first, please. All right. Uh, Splatoon Inkling. So, they are basically a variant of uh, Octopi. So they are ocean-dwelling creatures originally. You know, that was their heritage. So they know all about the fancier seafoods. They obviously can turn into little squid things. But a leap in logic. I'm sorry. Are you, are you saying that ocean-based creatures don't eat ocean-based foods? Because doesn't make them experts on it. Doesn't make them experts on it. But doesn't mean that they're not. So anyway, mm. back to my point being that you know, as a result of the fact that they have their humanoid forms, they can adequately prepare, cook, and clean a wide array of fancy seafood-based dishes. And that's that's it. That's, that's my argument. Okay. Interesting point that you raised there when you mentioned clean as well. Very, very perceptive. As a seaman myself, that is a key point that people forget about seafood. Mm. Okay. Jesse, hit me. Can I ask a quick question? Is this some sort of like Iron Chef cooking arena that we're cooking in? Let's say for argument's sake it is, because there's been some leaps of logic elsewhere. Why not? (laughs) Keelan, you like like seafood? Yeah. You like calamari? Sure. Cool. Nax in the beat the shit (laughs) Splatoon characters. (laughs) And thank you for the lead in before. He's going to clean it. (laughs) Clean it. And he's going to cook it multiple ways, okay? He's got the pepper shaker flying around, spices, oils, pots, pans, all sorts of things flying around him, okay? No, no, no. Objection. This is not a fight, okay? You can't kill the opponent. Hey, battle token and rip their limbs off. Tell me they didn't kill anyone. That's, that guy's that's, living. Self, that's self-mutilation. That's, uh... Exactly. So tell okay. me about next kick cooking skills, please. <laughs> Interesting. I already thought about that one for a while. My idea was to beat the shit out of a Splatoon character. But Look, that was a good. Here. That was a good idea. I'm not gonna lie. That beat was pretty the great. Shit. Well, I'm gonna do it either way. If I'm knack after I've lost this round, fine. That goes to the Splatoon character. I'll give that. <laughs> 
I wasn't expecting that, Jesse, but okay. I, I built up. I'm full. Of, I'm, I'm pent up. I had all this, and then you came with like, "I'm changing the rules midway through." I'm a sea man. This is this is how we do things here. Chaos <laughs> rules, Jesse. Kangaroo court. Kill chaos. All right. So two I'm, character wins on the next round. Let's fuck around. <laughs> all right. So this is the last uh, matchup for this uh, round, and it is Tony Hawk versus a Metroid. God, I hope, I hope oh, the, um, fuck. I should have had a prompt of like best skater. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Cook off. You're taking a break. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Cook off multiple times. Something like that. Oh, date night. Ooh. Okay. Let's do this. Tony Hawk. Impress me. Okay. I'm going to grab you by the hand. I'm going to walk you outside. Okay. Just say, stay there. Stay there. I then pull out a skateboard because I always have it on me. I'm Tony fucking Hawk. I mean, who else? Obviously. And I perform a perfect 900 in front of you. I am 53 years old. I'm the most, one of the most recognized yet non-recognized people on earth. I have brought joy to millions. But at this moment, the only person I want to impress is you. And I will do a 900 to score me a 69. I seed my time. Go fuck that space brain. Simon, I don't know what you got in the chamber there, uh, but... I, uh. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let me put it this way. Metroids are well known for one thing above all others, and that is they give the best suck. They know how to suck ahead. Something fierce. All right. I'm not going to divulge which head, because I don't think you need to know. I think half the fun will be finding out. A Metroid will take you to cloud nine. One way or the other. That, that, that you lost the... Okay, I gotta say, like, okay, great, great head. And then what? We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop right there. Simon, then we know what? which head it is. Okay? <laughs> we know which it's head. Penis. No, it's the not. Mind. It's not. It's the brain Metroids one. Metroids don't suck on a penis. <laughs> That isn't, why, that isn't why. That isn't why. That isn't why Samus is constantly. To my friend of the internet. <laughs> this isn't why Samus is constantly fighting them because they're like, oh, we just want to suck some penis, and Samus is like, haha, I don't have one. Jokes on you, fuckers. And they go, ah, oh, no, this is so inconvenient. Don't ruin the ending of Metroid Dread. That Fuck would sake, explain why they're so it. angry at her. Metroid head. Metroid <laughs> head. Uh, Tony Hawk, let's go out. Yeah. I'm free Thank next you. Friday. Also, you you were so lucky as well, this time, because I had a grind joke in there as well, but I kept it in the chamber oh. just in case. Oh, well done. Just saying Tony Hawk is coming in. Now, at this point, we don't have actually that many characters left. Can you tell us who we still have? All right, we are at the quarterfinals. We have Zagreus versus Ori. We have the Boeing 747 versus Fox McCloud. We have Splatoon Inkling versus Tom Nook. And we have Marcus Ooh. Phoenix versus Tony Hawk. Fuck. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So who was, what was the first one? Sorry. Zagreus uh, versus... Zagreus versus Ori. Uh, so that's the one we'll start with. Okay. And... Oh, no. No, just keep me in date night. Ooh, okay. Ikea. It's a build-off. Ori versus Zagreus. Uh, Keelan, you as Ori can go first. 
So Ori is a strong and independent, fluffy cat creature who is the mayor of a small Australian town. And <laughs> Ori doesn't need the help of, of anyone else to assemble IKEA furniture. Ori would go on a expedition and adventure, as you were, to the IKEA factory over in, in is it Sweden? It's in Sweden, right? And yeah. would understand, is their material ethically sourced? Is it sustainable? Uh, do their business practices reflect that sustainable nature? Or he would find out all this information, prepare it into a concise report, set it all down to the, uh, the EPA offices, I don't know, environmental offices. And, uh, after all that is said and done, the research, the environmental conservation, or he would slowly piece together the, what is it? Billy shelves? Um, yeah, the Billy shelves. Remember that you, fucking. Using their tail. That's it. That's my time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cute. All right. Um, now, Zagreus, you can win this one um, very easily one of two ways. Just saying. Go for it. No, 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 no. You, 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 need, to get, you need to find these arguments. Oh, Zagreus. wait, wait. I'm, okay. I'm running Zagreus. Okay, cool. Easy. Uh, yeah, so, well, uh, Zagreus, strong, won't have any problems lifting everything up, putting things into the right place, using the required tools. It's clever. Guys, it's, it, guys, it's a chipboard. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's not, it's not heavy. With glass doors, glass doors, it. It, can get, it can get heavy. Anyway, the other thing is that uh, Zagreus has a pal, a pal who he only needs to forego a little bit of cash to. And like that, like magic, it will be built perfectly for you. He only needs to go and talk to the renovator. And that's it. He wins. Time. Now, Healand. I wasn't. I'm not actually quite sure if you built it in the end because you were getting it checked out to see if it was ecologically that's, that's sustainable. As, that's as important. So, well, no, I just, uh, if that was a, if that was a challenge, the challenge was to build it. So Zagreus could have just walked in the room and just built it. He could have taken 45 minutes. He could have put a podcast on. Okay. Listen to a bit of the bike cast, put it together. Bob's your uncle. Can I, can I step in and just oh, say I, that? Yeah, I, no, he's Zeus's uncle, I guess. I did say at the, the end. The other way he could have won. That, that Ori would assemble it. Using yeah, it to like months that's later. I, I, don't, I don't know. That's how so much said. time has passed. That's a, that's the other way Zagreus could have won is if he came in the room and gave me a good kiss because he's a <laughs> handsome fella. Okay? <laughs> or he could have won as well doing that. <laughs> no, Zagreus wins this one because it got built. Go. EPA and all this. Come on. Come on. All right. Next round. All right. <clears throat> this next round is the Boeing 747 versus. Fox McCloud. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna do IKEA twice in a row. Fox McCloud about to get foxed up. Fox foxed up? I'll give you oh, that. Wait, okay. one. That was pretty good. I don't know. Meh. Meh. Who which one of these characters between the Boeing 747 and Fox McCloud would be a better mayor of an Australian town? Yep. Tried and true. Tested. Reliable. Solid. Durable. Pushes past the pain and finds a way 
to make it happen. Boeing seven four seven. The only choice for freaking. Uh, I'm trying to think of an Australian town Kubipedi. name. Co- no, not Coobapedi. Something not, near the coast. The only choice for Geelong. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. I seed my time. God, you just... No, no listen. Bumbled it. The, the, no, the, no, no, the, 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 the Boeing okay. 747 is... Is bulletproof. Okay, it's been in the air for thirty years, and it'll do thirty more on the throne of Geelong. Oh, okay. I like that. He, I like that he brought a throne with him. Uh Fox, Foxy, go on. All right, That's what you got to see. That was good. Quite simple. Fox is a natural-born leader. From birth, he was raised by his dad to be the leader of an elite team. And he knows what it means to make important sacrifices for the greater good. He would take this small town, you know, Alice Springs, for example, and instead of it being known as, oh, yeah, just that little small town called Alice Springs in the middle of Australia, it would be known for cutting-edge technology, innovation in engineering, and the cutest damn mayor you have ever seen. Have you been in the town where Ari is the mayor? That, yeah, uh, on, Ori's, Ori's gone now. Ori, Ori's no longer around. Oh, Arifus. So, you know, what would you rather? Would you rather have a dumb, stupid plane who can't run anything apart from its own engines or a talented military man with strong moral values? Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, Islam. When was the last Star Fox game made? That was the one on the Wii U, Star Fox Zero. Um, that? that was 2013? 2013? Uh, 2016. 2016, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm going to mock Star Fox a little bit there, but I won't. Now, Keelan, there's a point you could have brought up there. That would win this for you, and uh, but I, I, even without you saying it, I can't look past it. Having a, ma- a plane of mayor introduces an airport, and you know, at any sort of Fim City Ge- building game, Geelong we'll has you know, Avalon. Come on, man, it's already there. I'm not. It's a town. Kaylin, you want to win this or not? I chose Geelong. <laughs> All right, then in that case, <laughs> I think Fox has passed his prime, though. Nah. I think the, the image of a plane sitting on a crown tickles my fancy. So I'm going to give it to the plane. <laughs> Fucking robbed. Fox was, that was robbed. That was, plugged. that was close, but it was just like you were both real shit that round, so I had to pick one of you. What? I told I mean, you. Fox, I told Fox you. Fox perfect. My, the plane is my sleeper sleeper hit. He's the, it the is. killer. Why, He's why is this fucking plane winning? <laughs> what the fuck? It's big. It's big and full of people. Why is it full of people? Why is it eating everyone? What the fuck? It, ma- it matches everyone else. Uh, you were talking about conquer pissing before. The plane can piss too. It catches all the people's piss and their poops. <laughs> oh shit! Got food You're right on that one. Can cook. Can do everything. Everything that is everyone else can do. Is a plane a mech? Uh no, not really. Mm. I don't know. Mechs are generally they they they're feet mechs. Some so of them can fly. On a plane. <laughs> Some of them can fly, but generally they they walk. Okay. 
Hey, that's a topic for another episode. What's the next round? All right. Um, this is the Nintendo round. This is Splatoon Inkling versus Tom Nook. So I'll go. I I haven't played Splatoon, but I'll happily go Tom Nook. All right, cool. I'll take the Inkling. Now, I, just, I will just remind anyone listening or, or watching us at twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. It is very hot. We have been drinking and starting to show. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Tom Nook versus whoever Simon had. In <laughs> a. Oh, I'm going to. Wo- in a job interview. Okay. Do we skip? Mm. Do we skip? All right. Do we no, skip no, this round? no, no. Tom Nook. Come no, on. No, tell let's, me. Let's, let's do due process. Come on, Tom. I'm gonna drop this on. Oh, Tom looks up first. Okay, I come in, well dressed, smart looking Tanuki. You know I am. I put down a very thin resume. It just says I'm Tom Nook. I'm Tom Nook. Everyone knows Tom Nook. Everyone's heard the legend that is Tom Nook. The multiple businesses he signed up, the islands. It's like if if Bill Gates came to a job interview. For one, you'd be like. You're a bit experienced with this role, Mr. Mr. Gates. He just needs to say, I'm Bill Gates. Because you know the name. It's synonymous with wealth, with opportunity, with growth, with experience, with synergy, with synergy. Okay. This man has multiple businesses, <laughs> multiple connections, and he is there. He will start off as an employee, but it will soon become a partnership. Okay. Why you, ha- you may have Simpsons and Sons. Which is a revitalized topic from The Simpsons. That could be a business name. It could be Simpsons and Nook soon. Stop. It could be called Keon's time, Nook. Time, time, time. I'm tired of hearing that. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Nook. Uh, Splatoon Ink Ink Thing. Ink, inkling. Can't even pronounce his name. This is embarrassing for you. All embarrassing right. Embarrassing job interview. So, nice and straightforward, actually. As it happens, you're uh, interviewing for a seaside based role lifeguards and what better position for some squids lifeguards like a corporate lifeguard yeah why not it could be a thing oh, fair enough that's a good argument yeah <laughs> nothing says it couldn't be <laughs> so these inklings are snappy dresses they've got style they've got substance they're you know they're down with the, with the kids they know what's happening they can be also your social media manager they know the goings on. They've got their ear to the ground. They're in with the crowd. Ten seconds. These aren't just for, you know, looks and, you know, surface level appeal. This is who they are on the inside. You said the Splatoon characters have style. Yeah. Do you know who fucking invented style, sir? Hey. Thomas Tom, Theodore Nook. Tom, Tom, <laughs> don't get in the way of you getting this job, okay? Just, all right, uh, all right, I'll sit down, I'll sit <laughs> down. Okay. I'll sit down. So, as it turns out, uh, this employer, different employer to the last place, is ageist, and we do discriminate. So, sorry, we don't want none of you Gen Z people on your phones and blah, blah, blah all the time. <laughs> Tom, look, you're our guy. Come on in. Corporate taker from the inside. Woo! He would do that. Do it. He would. He, he would. absolutely would. Uh, All right. The final of the quarterfinal, the final fight of the quarterfinal round is Marcus Phoenix versus Tony Hawk. Oh, oh, that feels harsh. That feels like killing both of your dogs. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, Marcus Phoenix is a bit of a dog act. We know that. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fight. Oh, no. It's a fight. Oh. A fight. Okay, Marcus can go first because Tony needs some time to think. <laughs> Marcus has a chainsaw gun. He's a Chip. space marine in a suit of armor. He likes to kill what he calls grubs. And when he shoots them, he does this thing where he's like, Gratch one grub. This time, he's just going to say, Gratch one hawk. That's it. I don't know what else to say. This is a bit sad. No, it's not. I'm, I've got something. Uh, look, you can, you can fight, but come on. All right. You see your time? Mop? Yeah, sure. Go on, Mr. Hawk. What have you got for us today? Simon, I want you to think. Sorry, Your Honor. I'd like you to think about the different levels in Tony Hawk games, different, the different obstacles. There are, there are those spiky, pungy pits which they took out and played with them. They did. You fall off from you know, four story buildings. You get hit by cars. You are impaled on things. It's all, there's fire, there's love, there's aliens, all sorts of things. Tony Hawk has mastered a danger as well because he is that master of that domain. Do you think a chainsaw gun? He'll grind on it. It's Tony fucking Hawk. What are you going to do, Marcus? Go up to him. He'll ollie over you. You think Marcus Phoenix thinks he's the worst thing to come up against Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk has scaled mountains, which were buildings, but he ground. He did a grind to get to the top of them. 10 seconds, Tony. Marcus Phoenix is just an obstacle to trick over, to trick on. Okay. You had a kickflip to the face right. a few times, Marcus. You've dealt with that. You've dealt with punk. Skateboarding's not a crime. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. As much as it pains me to say it in a one-on-one -on -one fight, uh, Tony Hawk is but a twig in front of Marcus Phoenix, the walking powerhouse the human tank. Climb the next time you walk past it's a skate really park, sad. a kid's gonna fucking spit on you. Look, this is really bittersweet for and us all. Be okay, <laughs> Jesse, we're all sad about this. So the winner is Marcus Phoenix. I'm sorry, Tony. I'm very sorry. All right, we are into oh, the to be a celebration, guys. Hundred <laughs> percent. You're done. We'll turn to a fucking funeral. A funeral <laughs> for a friend. Okay. Hey. All right, we are in to the semi-final. We Ooh. have Zagreus versus a Boeing 74 fucking 7. Why the fuck is this plane? Wait. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I realized the car lost really early on, so go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the car, the car lost pretty, pretty early. That sucked. <laughs> it lost sorry. in the first round. <laughs> um, all right, so um, who's going to take Zagreus? Wait, so we've got Zagreus, a Boeing 747, and what's the next match? Um, Tom Nook Tom versus, Nook versus Marcus, Marcus Phoenix, you yeah. son of a bitch! Oh, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> Kill oh my god. If Marcus Phoenix wins this, you're off the podcast, okay? <laughs> I really don't want that Actually to happen. Actually dis disrepute. Um, okay, so we have... Zagreus versus a Boeing 747 in a fight. <laughs> Alright, he's, he's um, taking... Zagreus. Okay, Zag. Alright. Alright. All right. Uh, okay, we'll start with the Boeing. What you got for me? How are you going to take down this uh, 
uncommonly attractive man. Zagreus, I respect you. You uh, is the plane talking here? Yes, yeah. this is the pilot. respect you, and uh, we uh, certainly welcome you aboard. We would ask you to uh, keep discretion to a minimum and uh, strap in and enjoy your flight. Because if Zagreus gets on board and we can uh, coax him on board, we can just crash the plane to the water or something like that. I don't know. He'll die outside of um, uh, hell. Where's his zone? The realm he lives in? He'll just die eventually. So essentially, we just keep him floating on the water, or we just keep, hell, we can keep him in the air. It doesn't matter. Zag would die in a fight, and he wouldn't be able to destroy the ship fast enough, in my opinion. Couldn't do it. It's a durable, tough ship. It's a mayor of a town. Done. <laughs> it does have mayor strength. Fuck. <laughs> it does have mayor strength. So, Kill, your whole idea, it depends on me leaving hell. Well, the plane can fly, so, you know. We plane can fly. fly. Fly up out of hell. So you got two options here. I can stay in my bed, and I can just be like, hey, Uncle Zeus, Poseidon, the horny one with the wine. Can you guys do something about that guy? He's giving me some trouble. Sure thing, Zag. Kills him. Everyone, everyone on board, wine poisoning. Thanks, Dionysus. Mm. Or... You come to hell, and obviously, like you kind of alluded to before, you crash a plane, your plane's just up smoking wreckage, just making up the, the intro of Tartarus, and I just step out of that pool again. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm fucking Zag, man. You really think a plane's going to destroy him? Zag fucks on you. Zagris invented the Mile High Club, okay? <laughs> Time. <laughs> Now, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know if Zag's powers stop working when he leaves the underworld. So, yeah, I was confused by that as well. Also, a lot of, ass- a lot of assumptions even, made. A lot of assumptions. Even even with that being said, he's a god, if not at least a demigod. So I think it would take more than a, a plane to to take him out. So uh, the winner is Zagreus. Fuck right ooh, off, ooh, you ooh, stupid ooh. plane. For I the just love want of you God, to, you want more than you should have done. I just want you to acknowledge done. that my idea of trapping Zag on the plane and flying up out of hell would work. 100%. Then you just die and see, respawn see, in hell. See, no. Because the, there's, there's also another fault in that, okay? Zag is on the plane for how long? How long is he going to be in there? Let's two, say 50 minutes. Two, no, two or three minutes. That's how quickly two, he dies. Two, when minutes, he okay, great. You see, great. Two, three minutes. He has time to spare here. So... The plane doesn't pilot itself. The pilot pilots the plane. That's why they're the pilot. You think Zagreus isn't going to just float with the pilot? Again, Mile High Club. They're not crashing anywhere. They're landing on Love Island. If you're 15,000 feet up, it takes a while to drop. So he would die in that time and the plane would be the victor before No, the pilot would just get back in. It's like, oh, plane's going up and the penis. Oh, God. Now we've got Tom Nook versus Marcus Phoenix. Yep, Tom Nook versus Marcus Phoenix. Well, Marcus Phoenix runs the penis. Um, Next up. Tom Nook versus Marcus Phoenix. Oh, I'm not doing a job interview again. Luckily for Tom Nook, not doing a fight again. No. <laughs> oh, Marcus Phoenix, sit down. Mayor Tom Nook. Mayor. Simon, you're Tom Nook. All right. Keelan, 
Marcus Phoenix. Okay. Tell me how you'll run your town. Who are we starting with? Uh, Kiln. Marcus. Marcus runs his town with an iron fist. A literal iron fist because he has a suit of space marine armor. He is um, authoritarian. He is um, not afraid to, to make the, the hard decisions. You know what I mean? And the wrong ones. No, not the wrong ones. There are no wrong decisions when Marcus makes them. He's just the supreme leader, obviously. Um, he would not be elected into power. He would take power in a military coup because that's how he knows Ooh, how to do things. Okay. So um, he would literally be like one of those, you know, those uh, feudal lords um, who would basically be sitting on their throne all day and then the peasants come in to ask them for things. That would be Marcus Phoenix. He would sit on his throne, laid back, sort of like Kratos in the beginning of God of War 2 when he's the God of War and he's just chilling back there and there's like ladies hanging off his arms and shit like that. That would be Marcus. Chill. Tick. Love it. Chill authoritarian Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, if things go wrong, he's going to stump some heads. I do like the idea of like Australian farmers coming into the, the mayor or the mayor's throne room, basically. <laughs> Ask, uh, oh, me, me, me bloody sheep's sick. I need some sheep medicine. Give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. I like the idea of that. Thomas, Theodore, Nook. All right. Tell me about your town. Well, you see, Tom knows how to run a business, which means he knows how to look after the economy. He knows how to grow local businesses, provide more jobs for the people, help the town become more prosperous and self-sufficient than it has ever been before. Change the small little town from a small little town to something more notable, almost like a small city. Watch it grow, develop. He knows where to invest his money. He's a charitable man as well. He donates so much of his money to orphanages. Because he cares. Orphanages, public schools, libraries, things that the people need and the people want will be taken care of. Because Tom gives a shit. He cares about the people. Unlike this meathead fascist that's come into town a few like a couple miles away, Tom cares. Tom is compassionate and he's a good man at the end of the day. And you know what? On weekends, you can even catch him at his own shop. That he's running still with his nephews. Time. Vote Tom Nook, Liberal Party Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that was that this is, a real hollow. See, was, this is, I think you may have gone the wrong angle here because he tried to be like, oh, he's a good man. Let's not lie. Oh, do you want to try? Thomas Nook is not a good man. No, he is. He's like, not even a man. He's a tanuki. <laughs> oh, Let's he, not bullshit ourselves. He here. makes a great curry too. You should come over and try it one weekend, yeah? <laughs> No, but Tom Nook does Paul, actually donate. That's a Scott Morrison joke. <laughs> Strap in. There's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> Do you but, guys hear that Pauline Hanson was attacked by wasps? Good. The I wish funniest they, fucking thing that if only, if only it was but, those um, murder wasps from like a couple of years ago. If only. That's a little thing. Anyway. Yeah. So. I'm telling you the truth Tom about Nook's Tom Nook. Tom going to run the town. He, oh, he's going to own all the house in the town. So just looking past the bullshit you tried to feed me just then. I'm telling you the truth. I am telling you the truth about he Tom owns Nook. Every, he owns every house in town. He's everyone's landlords, okay? He's just upping prices to move houses. It's going to cost you how much? And wait, you don't have a house for a night now? 
Huh. Very, very suspicious. He's got unpaid labor. He's got people within the town doing things just to spread, you know, his power, really, because he does not grow the town the town for himself. He grows it for his own power. That, no, I'm going to tell and, you. Well, no. no, Simon, 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 Simon. And I fucking appreciate that. <laughs> Come on. Look. Come on. Who's the bigger, man, baby. Who, who's hey. the bigger villain here? The landlord Me. or Space Marine Goebbels? Come on, man. Well, like, the landlord, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, actu- actual fact for you, right? Just to just to put that out there. To Tom Nook can't be mayor. Uh, Tom Nook actually donates 90% of his profits to an orphanage. Simon, I don't want to be that guy. But That's he a fact. actually doesn't because he's fake. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. He in, actually doesn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, does it really matter in this? In oh, I'm sorry. Does a the fucking Boeing 747 right know how to cook? Okay. No, it fucking doesn't. This is the sexiest fight there's ever been. Zagreus versus Thomas Theodore. Look, I'm, I'm assuming his middle name Theodore. In a... Well, before we even get the categories up, there's three of us here. Who's playing who? I'm out. I'm happy to be either. You're okay, so Keelan, you're, you're judge. In that case, Keelan, you're going to pick who plays who. Who's Zagris? Who's Tom Nook? Okay. Um, we're going to... You You both have given very good performances as Zagris in the past. So I am going to give Zagris to Simon Evans. Jesse, you will be, yeah. Zag- you will be Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Tom Nook. You'll be the right. enemy and of Zagris. And we're going to be doing... What's the best thing to get to pick up here? Oh, Christ. Part of me wants to say a fight in a field because that would just be very like entertaining. Close. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, is cook off the, the oh, IKEA or would, would probably be a good one? Maybe um, the Maya thing. No, nah, I feel like that's happened already. IKEA. Yeah, I thought yeah. it cook off as well. Yeah. It's a cook-off. A cook-off. All right, then. Uh, <sighs> all righty, then. <sighs> so, um, why did you do that, Jesse? I don't know. People taste like shit, though. Jesse, please. Um, oh, fuck, I didn't want to start here. Damn it. Nope. Should we flip a coin? Damn it. Tom Nook it up, baby. Okay. Tom Nook kind of looks after his two nephews, Peter 1 and Peter 2. I can't remember the names. Are. He looks after them. To look after kids, you've got to... No, at least do the basics. I'm not going to say that Tom Nook is a spectacular chef. He's not. He's too busy. He would run the restaurant. He knows to hire the best chefs, but he doesn't cook. That's not his thing. But he can cook a nice, wholesome meal. He lives in various islands. He likes to travel. And one of the, one of the biggest resources they have in these islands, fresh fruit, vegetables, fish. The bounty of the sea, Keelan. The bounty of the sea, baby. Okay, He brings it all inside. He cleans it thoroughly. He has little Peter 1 and Peter 2. What are his nephew's names again? T- Timmy and Tommy. Timmy and Tommy. They get in there. They get involved as well. It may not be the best tasting food you've ever had, but it is made with love. And also, if you don't like it, he is the richest motherfucker you'll ever meet, and he'll just buy you some of that golden steak from that salt Bay's restaurant. It tastes like shit. He can do whatever you want. Time. So you know, like, he's cooking. He'll take you out. Um, you you really pulled it together there, Tom Nook. Uh, in the last second, <laughs> Zag, what do you got for me? All right. Well, as Zagreus, I have access to 
everything you could ever want in the domain of the underworld. When your dad is Hades, nothing is sorry, beyond... Well, sorry, wait. As Zagreus, you have, you have access to everything you could want in the underworld? Yeah. Um, can you give me one serving of Zagreus's mum? But she's not in the underworld. Not everything in the underworld. But she's guys, not in the underworld. You guys oh, really, sorry, really, really need to finish that game. Anyway, yeah. continue. Uh, yes, anyway, so um, he has full access to everything you could ever want within the realm of the underworld. He can get access to the best food. He can get you whatever dish you want, whether it is, you know, fried Medusa head or, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but fuck it. Let's keep going. <laughs> or um, a going. giant or, you know, giant's toe soup. It'll be the best fried Medusa head you've ever had. It'll be the best giant's toe soup you've ever smelled ever this is the stuff that legends are made of that's part of the reason why zagreus is as ripped as he is that's part of the reason why hades is as massive as he is and you think that cerberus is a mistake or an accident no they feed him the same shit that's why that good boy is such a good boy time can i can i I have multiple points to bring up no Hmm. you're not allowed to (laughs) <laughs> you can have multiple points against me, but you got nothing. One, I've seen various pieces of art on the internet, and look, Zag can't cook, but he can eat. Also, All right, okay, no, 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 you I'll can't talk that. anymore. <laughs> you should have finished with that. <laughs> that was good. Okay. That was good. You should have <laughs> finished with that. They're the kitchen. Yeah. All of his food made for him. He's not responsible for his dad being buff or Cerberus being three headed. It's not his cooking. He's like a teenager. He's eating fucking mac and cheese and eating Doritos. Of course he's buff. He's going through some sort of like weird mid twenties puberty. <laughs> I'm sorry, but wasn't wasn't your final point that Tom Nook is the richest person and therefore could get you whatever meal you wanted? Because yeah, I feel there's like more food of there's more food available on the on the surface world than there is in the underworld. Zag, that realm of possibilities. Zag has a valid point. So now you must listen because this becomes a choice between two distinct things, which are both excellent in their own right. Good, soulful, home-cooked food versus exciting, exotic, unusual, delicious, un- like new food. What is the choice? What is the, the choice between the two? Guys, I can't make this by myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you want you want exotic, strange foods? I think we have to add some extra time here. You want exotic, strange food? It is the grand final. Villa- so, so- Do you want to eat a villager? <laughs> I can organize it. I believe I you. you. That bird, I actually that bird believe person you. over there. The bird person over there. Nobody will know they're missing. He's an hey. elephant man. I've been rubbing salt on him every day. He doesn't even know. Looks this right. whole island is my is my menu. But I do, on I the do. contrary, if we, we want to go down that way, on the contrary, yeah. right? I'm Zagreus is in in contact with all of the Greek pantheon. Therefore, he can get you the best wine you could ever need to go with any dish you could ever want. You know, you've got. You know, you've got. Um, Brandon in the chat brought up a good point. Nook Miles, I'll fly you anywhere you want to go. You can eat any food on earth. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I'm being courted by two sugar daddies right now. And I just don't know. Well, who in the underworld, okay. What is it like honey that you get or whatever it is? What are, what are some of the items that you, you gather? Like the edible nectar. Nectar. Okay. Which you would say some sort of like. It's like a honey. Kind of thing, okay. Ambrosia as well. Ambrosia, Ambrosia. it's a good honey. Mm. It's that it's that real good, the good shit. real good bees, okay. Real good bees, They're treated well. You get that sort of goo, and that's that's hand out like that is like 
the apex. That is the greatest thing on earth or under earth, I guess. If that's your top tier, what's everything else like? I must say. You do the burgers and chips, though, that some enemies drop. I'm, I must say that that's the true. appeal about that. of a home-cooked meal, something that is akin to that, uh, that beautiful ratatouille scene where you just get sent back to your childhood. <laughs> Zagreus, I'm sorry, but Tom Nook can give that to me. Woo! I finally won something in this fucking show! Tom All right. Nook, da, 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 you da, are da, da, da. our champion. Tom Nook, mascot of all gaming. Okay, yeah. you made that clear from the start. <laughs> Nintendo, Microsoft, Oya, Sony, Oya. everything else. Why don't you put the Oya in there? I don't know. Why? They deserve a shout out. No, they don't. Tom Nook is they your were king. a scam. That was a good time, lads. That was a fucking good I'm, time. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually really happy that Tom Nook won that. That was... Because mm. that was my pick. That was my you fucking got, pick. You, got, you guys were both fantastic, by the way, pitching your points. They they were both <sighs> actually very good points. So well done. I'm, I, I'm, I'm ruined from that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a shell. So, guys, I think that was a very successful 100 episodes. Let's do 100 more for me. Um, do, do, we want a, do we want a quick little recap as to the matchups and the winners? I'll, I'll post something online. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, can, send, can you send that through to me? Yeah, I'll send that through to you. Dankeschön. It's very hot in Islam. I need but, yeah, it's I am, I am unreasonably angry that a fucking Boeing 747 made it as far as it did. It got to I the fucking semi-finals. Like, the, what the, the final fuck? final should have been the plane versus Tony Hawk. If there was any sort of god, <laughs> yeah. that's what it would have been. And they would have become friends. Anyway, I digress. Um, now, if you want to hear more of this, and why why would you at this point? But we are on Spotify and iTunes. We have over 100 episodes. We look at love letters. So search for Broke the Room, subscribe, but leave us a review. As always, a big thank you to the Fan Critical Podcast Network for their support over the last two years or whatever we've been doing this for. Um, thank you so much to those guys. StoryModeGaming.com. That's a place to be for all your news and reviews and things you can use. Now, StoryModeGaming.com is going to have a bit of a bit of a boost as i mentioned earlier we've got a few new writers on so expect to see a few articles from felix and adam and be a few more for myself as well facebook twitter and instagram at snowman aus make sure you go give us a follow there and we're of course on twitch at snowman aus and like i mentioned earlier a few newbies on there so expect to see a bit of lauren a little bit of lachlan a little bit of a wee scotsman who's in the chat at the moment i believe um you'll see their beautiful faces uh, a bit more in the future. Story mode is about to get very, very busy. So I think um, it's a good time to, to jump on. But for those who have been with us from day one, I just want to extend our gratitude, our thanks. It's all thanks to you. We've had, we've, we've, like, it, it's really cool seeing people, you know, the same names and stuff in the chats and stuff. Um, and it, it, you know, keeps us motivated. I think we I think yeah we had a really really cool cool point at the moment. We're about to do some really cool things. Um just want to thank also so the newbies as well. Sean, Chris, Lauren, or Lauren, sorry Lauren, Josh, thank you guys so much. Um and Simon, Keelan. Cheers, guys. Thank thanks. you guys. That was chaos in every way I was hoping. Oh god, I'm so tired. But <laughs> with that, let's wrap up. Thanks for listening. I hope your favorite one. Stay safe, play some games, and we will catch you next week. 
Bye. Bye. Tom Nook is our god king. Yay, Tom Nook. Now we can all afford a house.